Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to this podcast episode where we are going to dive even more into control. So in my last podcast episode, which is titled something like the things I learned in my four months of traveling, I did a, a very solid segment on control and, you know, what I, you know, big kind of experience I went through of letting go of control and stopping trying to control things, which is, you know, it's something that I was already um, sort of practicing, but, but I saw it on a completely another level. And it's a theme that's been very present with me continuing on um, since since my trip and you know in the last the unfolding of the last couple of weeks in Bali. So I wanted to create an episode on it because I think it's going to be really beneficial to you guys. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is how to stop controlling and cock blocking your flow. So the first thing, is that your flow always exists. So sometimes we have a bit of a a relationship maybe with the idea of flow as if like you've lost your flow, right? As if like you're not in the flow anymore, you've lost it. And like, you know, it's kind of like, how do I get back to that flow, you know, space? And like, maybe it's going to take a long time or be really hard or, you know, just feeling completely lost about how to do it. But the thing is your flow is always there. Like imagine your flow, there's a river and that is a symbol of your flow. It is always flowing. It's always going. So the, um, you know, in my work, I, what I find really helpful is to look at, uh, look at yourself as fundamentally having these two aspects to yourself, your ego, this survival orientated part of yourself and your creative spirit, your, this creator, creative aspect of yourself, which you might also call your higher self or your soul. Um, and that aspect of yourself is always flowing. It doesn't stop. It doesn't fuck off. It doesn't disappear, you know, into the like, mystical ethers. It's always there. There's a river that's always flowing. Your flow is always flowing. The thing that happens is that you just step out of the river. So you were like in the river, you're on your lilo in the river, just like going down the river, going in your flow. It's like magical things are happening. And then something happens and 
you looked at the side of the bank and you, you know, it, there was a house on fire and you're like, fuck, I need to go and attend to that. It's actually a really good analogy. I'm just making this up as I go along, but it's a really good analogy. You see, no, no. Okay. You see what looks like a house on fire, sort of like a mirage, like an illusion of a house on fire. And you're like, fuck, I have got, like, there could be people in that house. Like that house could start a bushfire. I have got to go and like, I've got to go and attend to that. So you get out the river and you go off into the bushes and like on your way to, to this illusory sort of mirage of a house on fire, you like, you, you see a, a tunnel leading into the ground and the, there's some other <laughs> mirage at the end of that tunnel. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to go down that tunnel. Like that needs to be attended to before I go to the house on fire. I better just go down there. And you just like crawl down the tunnel and the tunnel is dark. It's dim in here. And it's like, gosh, there's nothing. There's there's no, there's no opportunities. There's nothing going for me. I can't see my prospects ever changing. Like I'm just really stuck. You know, maybe this is in one area of your life or maybe it's in a few areas of your life. And so then you just, you're just like, oh, well, you know, I guess you, you, you forget that you walked into the tunnel and, and now you just think the tunnel is the entire universe. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, set up camp here I guess I'll just sort of like find it like kind of comfy looking spot by the wall and I'll just curl up and you know just do the best I can to wait it out in the cave until hopefully you know the, the light comes in again when all you had to do was like walk out of the fucking tunnel and step back into the river so I hope that's a good analogy I actually think that's an excellent analogy so so take that analogy in because your flow is always flowing. It's all, there. That river is always there and you can immediately step back into it. You don't have to wait until you like work things out. Things become more clear to you. Like you get past, I don't know, some astrological cycle. Like you don't have to wait for any of that to get back in flow. You can get back in flow today. Your flow hasn't fucked off. Your flow is right here and it's flowing and it's a raging river and it's waiting for you to get back on that lilo and get back in the river. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Um, Because if you're not experiencing flow in your life, you are cock blocking your flow. And it's actually relatively simple. Like it is actually relatively simple. Um, so this is going to be a great, this is just going to be a great topic for us. So what takes us out of the flow? What take, what do you think? What takes you out of your flow? I'll tell you what takes you out of your flow. It's trying to control things. And why do you try to control things? You try to control things because you want certainty. And why do you want certainty? Well, it's actually your ego that wants certainty. And your ego wants certainty. This part of you that's orientated towards survival, that's its whole job is to like, just make sure you survive. Not, 
not make sure you live creatively, not make sure you have a fulfilling, rich life, not make sure you, you know, are even like a positive uh, person in the world. Um, Just that you survive, just that you survive. That's it. Um, And so your ego is always looking for the potential threats and your ego has an idea of the way things need to be in order for your survival. So it's your ego starts to build this idea of like, it has to be like this or it can't be, you know, and therefore it can't be like this. So you've got this, like this, you know, this idea of things that can't exist in your life, you know, like this can't happen. If I, if I like launch a course, I can't have zero enrollments. That would just be too terrible. Or like maybe what's even worse than zero enrollments is one enrollment because you've got to go through it with one person or tell one person that no one else enrolled. Um, and so, so there's things that you're like, this can't happen. It's not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay if this happens. And likewise, your ego might go like, this has to happen. You know, I like, I have to make it in my business in six months earning this much. Um, otherwise like, I'm not going to be okay. Life's not going to be okay. The world's not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay. So you get these ideas of like the way things need to be in order for you to be okay. And this just unconsciously starts building up. You don't necessarily consciously think this, although if you look at anything you're feeling really stuck with, you can identify um, pretty easily, you know, what you're not okay with happening and what like, and, and potentially things that just like, well, this has to happen. Um, but as soon as, as soon as we let that run, so that can unconsciously start running. Um, as soon as we let that run, then we need certainty. And, and then as soon as we need certainty, we need to control things. And once we try to start controlling things, we have ejected ourselves from the river, literally like hit the eject button, jumped out of the river as quick as you could so that you can control things. You can't control things when you're floating on the lilo in the river, right? So you got out the river because you're like, whoa, 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 no, I got to take control here. Um, and you remove yourself from your flow. So additionally, like in terms of your consciousness, what's happening here is that you are no longer receptive. When you need to know and you're like in this, um, which, it, you know, puts you in your control mode, you are, you're just, you're not open to receiving. So you're not open to receiving the insights that would move you towards your end result from your genius, from super conscious, um, the universe, however you like to think of it. I generally call it like your super conscious or your genius, your creative spirit. You're not open to receiving any of that because none of that is actually based in like solid ground, your past experiences, you know, and if you want to live your life based on your past experiences, you're going to have a very fucking limited life. Like you're going to have actually a very unfulfilling life. 
because you're going to be living based on, you know, the beliefs that you developed and just what you've experienced up until this point in your life. Um, and that's what, that's what your life is really going to be if you live from control and your control modes. It's going to be very limited. You are not going to um, create the things that you really want. Uh, and, and what you do create is not going to feel satisfying and fulfilling because it's all been done out of control and compensation. And what you learn, um, you know, the more that you uh, learn about um, beliefs and the structure of our consciousness. So if, if you've taken my Unlocking Gold course um, or my Living From Your Greatness Masterclass, uh, which is now actually available on my website to do any time, um, what you learn is that when you operate out of your ego from like what you know, um, your, what you've experienced so far in life and your beliefs, you just actually put yourself in this cycle of recreating your beliefs. So it's a very limited way of living and there is no flow in this way of living. It's not to say you can't achieve anything like you can, you can, you can create many things by force, you know, and sort of depends on your beliefs because some people you're not going to be able to create anything. <laughs> like you're just going to keep in this frustrating cycle of being completely stuck or, you know, not like being blocked by a sense that you don't have authority or you don't have power or you're not capable and you, you're not actually really going to create anything. People, um, there's no better or worse beliefs, but, you know, there's beliefs that like you, you could still create like externally looking impressive things from your control strategies, but fuck, it's going to be hard work. There's not going to be any flow and like, you're not going to feel the satisfaction and fulfillment from it. So let's just establish that we don't want that. That's not what we're going for here. <laughs> um, but that's our default mode that we get drawn into is our control mode. Um, so what, uh, what we want to be able to do instead is step out of our control mode. When you're controlling, you're not creating. So you're either going to be controlling or creating. And uh, so an example of um, being in control, I actually want to give the example, I actually want to give the example of me just coming back to Bali this time that I gave in the last episode. So I'll just really briefly run through it here because I want, I just actually, because I didn't, this was a, a time where I didn't go into my control strategies, but I want to just show you how things, I still would have essentially gotten what I wanted in this scenario had I been in my control mode, but I wouldn't have experienced flow. So I coming back to Bali, I had this whole thing with my accommodation falling through um, and if I had gone into my control mode, I would have, I like, I, you know, which I did initially, it was like, okay, I need certainty that I'm going to have accommodation, that it's not going to be too expensive because things can be kind of crazy in Chengdu. And I also have a standard for the kind of place I want to be in since I, I work from home and, you know, my environment working is very important to me. So, you know, as I, I, you know, wanted certainty that it, you know, it wasn't going to, um, be an exorbitant amount of money. Um, 
And I guess they were the main things actually. But I also what I wanted was um, a place that I could stay and not have to find somewhere immediately once I got here. So if I had gone into my control mode, I would have been like, fuck, uh, which I did initially, as I said, but I didn't act on it, fortunately. Um, there's, I've got, I don't know, two or three weeks until I arrive in Bali and I don't have any accommodation. Accommodation, you know, the accommodation that I'm even seeing, the alternative accommodation um, that's at the standard I want is more than I want to pay. Um, I better, like, you know, every, everything is going fast. Like, I better snap something up now if I want it. And, um, and I would have just gone ahead and booked something. And then it would have been temporary. And I would have had to, as soon as I got here, even though I was in doing enrollments for my mastermind and all this kind of stuff, I would have had to, you know, hit the streets <laughs> and start looking for a more permanent place once I got here. And I would have been very stressful. The whole thing would have been stressful. I would have told everyone how stressful it was. Um, and it wouldn't have been a lot of fun. And it would have taken hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of my time. What happened instead was I caught myself and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to go into that whole thing. Like something will work out and I'm going to be vulnerable. So this goes into what I'm going to go into next about how we get out of the control mode. I'm going to be vulnerable to not getting what I want and be, you know, just make any outcome okay. Like, you know, it's okay if I end up spending more than I want to spend, whatever. Like it's actually okay. Um, and so in that, I was able to not control and be in the flow and be in the unfolding of this flow. And then miraculously, um, a few days later, uh, the accommodation that I wanted that should have been gone um, became available again. And the person messaged me and was like, oh, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, I do actually. Um and so if I'd gone into my control mode, I would have already secured something else. So I wouldn't have been receptive to the right thing coming through. So in this case, it was holding the, holding the tension really for that to come through. Um, and then this happened in a multitude of ways once I got here. You know, I needed to go and pick up my uh, scooter and I needed to get phone credit as an example of two things on my first morning here. Now I could have gone into control mode of how I was going to orchestrate those things happening. And I was meant to be having breakfast with a friend, but I could have been like, no, I need to get these things sorted. So I'm going to order, you know, whatever, a Gojek to take me to here and then do this and then do this. Um, and the things would have happened, like they would have happened, but I, but there wouldn't have been flow in my day because I would have controlled my whole day, uh, and controlled all of those things coming into place. But instead what happened was I knew that those things needed to happen. I, I knew that like, look, this, this, I can just make this happen somehow after having, um, breakfast with my friend. Like, it's just going to be fine. Like, uh, there'll be a way that I can sort it out. Uh, and so I went to breakfast with my friend and then turns out she had a hair appointment right next to where I need to pick up my scooter. Also in exactly the right timing for what I told, when I told the guy I was going to pick up the scooter. Uh, and also then after that, so I was like, okay, cool. Well, I don't even need to worry about the phone thing until after I get my scooter. And then on the way to go and get my scooter, 
she realized her SIM card had run out and she needed to go to the phone shop. And so we just went to the phone shop and it was just, it was just all in flow, right? Um, and it flowed because I didn't try to control every fucking little thing, which usually I would, you know, and that's, that's the way in which I control things. You might have different control strategies to me and control, control strategies, um, you know, can look out of control as well, but it's just how do you, like, what, what do you do when you go into stress? Like control strategies, like avoidance could be a control strategy of how you like, how you deal with things, how you go into control. It's not functional. Um, I mean, no control strategy is functional. Some just maybe look more functional like mine, where I just like, control every detail to make sure it all happens, but it's actually not more functional because it takes me out of the flow, uh, as much as anything else. Um, so that's just some examples of, uh, controlling, you know, and, and when you go in to control things. So how do we, how do we stop cock blocking our flow and let go of control? Well, essentially the most kind of simple fundamental thing is to be okay with the way things are now, just be, be okay. And so depending, like, you know, you might already feel like, well, I'm fine with the way things are, but you might, there might be things that you feel stuck around in your life right now or agitation around. So step number one is to be okay with how things are now. That's not saying you want it. That's not resigning yourself to it. That's not surrendering, doing anything about it. That's, that's not lessening any tension, um, to compel you towards what you really want in your life. It's just, it's just, um, canceling, dissolving, neutralizing the resistance that's active in you that makes you, um, not okay with the way things are. And so therefore need certainty and take control. So the first thing is to just go like, to just be okay with the way things are. It sounds so simple, but this is such a profound practice. Uh, like this is seriously, if you can just continuously apply this to your life, just continuously be aware of, um, anything you're resisting in your life, any current circumstances you're not okay with and just be okay with it. Just be like, this is okay. I'm just going to be okay with this. I mean, it, it already fucking is what it is. So just be okay with it. That will put you in a very powerful place. So being okay with the way things are with, or with the way this thing is that you've, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling maybe frustration around resistance around and then be okay with what you fear could happen because of it. So essentially, if there's any circumstances in your life right now that you're resisting, that you don't want, that you're frustrated by, that you feel stuck with, you like what's going on underneath the surface is that you're resisting it because you're afraid of what, like what could then happen in your life? Like what's at stake? What, you know, what, 
what could then happen? Like, what is this going to lead to? What um, that that's undesired? That that honestly, to your ego, feels like a threat to your existence, which might sound extreme, but it always does. Always, like what you perceive at, is at stake, um, which is why you're in resistance to whatever this circumstance is in your life. Um, your ego is perceiving as a threat to your life as a threat to your existence. So, um, so being okay with that and then being okay with like the reason that you're not okay with your current circumstances. So what, so what might be helpful is just identify what is, um, what is like a circumstance or maybe you've got a few of them in your life right now that you don't feel okay about that you're like I don't want it to be like this this is this is not okay this can't happen um so identify that and if you've got nothing like that but you still just don't feel like you're in flow in your life then identify like what what or ask yourself like what do you not want to happen in your life that you're, you know, afraid might happen or is going to happen? Identify what that is. Um, and then if you've, if you have identified a current circumstance or a few current circumstances that you're resisting, identify what do you believe is at stake, uh, because of this, you know, and you want to go deep here, um, because it's most likely going to come down to something like your freedom, your survival, your st- security, your stability, your your belonging, your viability. Um, so, what do you what do you like? What feels really like it's actually at stake because of this? Like, what? Yeah, what what could fall apart, go to pieces, not happen, happen because of this circumstance? That's that's really what you're freaking out about. Um, and then to be okay with that too. So that, that's the part two is be okay with that too. Now, people uh, sometimes really have resistance to this step because it's like, if I'm okay with that, then I'll let it happen. That's absolutely not the case. That's absolutely not true. Being okay with it does not mean you're going to let it happen. Does not mean you're resigning yourself to it. Does not mean that that's where you've placed the focus in your subconscious. It's actually the opposite. It's the opposite because now your consciousness doesn't have to focus on it because you no longer have to try to control that not happening. So that's really profound. I want you to take that in. When you let that be something that could happen and you be okay with it, like it could happen that you, uh, you know, are de- dependent and you lose your freedom and, you know, like you, you, you don't have freedom in your life and your life fucking sucks, right? When you let that happen, when you let that be a possibility, you no longer have to be preoccupied on some level with making sure that doesn't happen. Um, Because when you're not okay with it, then you're actually focused on it and you're focused on making sure that doesn't happen. And you need, you like, you, you need to be certain it's not going to happen. So you go into control. Uh, So not only do you actually go into your control mode, you take yourself out of flow, you're in control 
like controlling and you cannot stop, like until you be okay with this, you will not be able to stop controlling. Like you're going to be controlling. Um, uh, but yeah, the additional thing is that like, that's what your subconscious is actually focused on. You think like, oh, if I'm okay with that, then that's just going to happen. But no, if you're not okay with that, your subconscious is focused on that. And so it's actually going to be creating that. And that's what happens when people, a really classic example is financial insecurity. And so feeling financially insecure and like, you know, fear about scarcity and money and, you know, and like you, so what happens is you become so obsessed with trying to make sure that you don't have financial insecurity, um, you know, because you're like, it's not okay if things go like this and I don't have any money and I'm destitute and on the street, like that's not okay. And then what happens is you become focused on it. Your subconscious is laser focused on it. And so what you actually keep creating in your life is financial insecurity. And you think you're working your butt off on an abundance mindset and like trying your hardest to change your relationship with money and be really abundant. And, and all you keep creating in your life is this total fucking stuckness around money. Um, and financial scarcity, this is what's going on. That like, this is how this works. That's why, you know, there's this whole missing piece in so many money courses. And in, in my course, Money Queen, we cover this, we talk about this because it's a very important piece to get. So you've got to be okay with the thing you, you don't want slash you're terrified of being, um, being something that's realized in your life because once you're okay with it and you let it be a possibility, even though you don't want it, then you can actually stop being focused on it. And then you can actually put your focus on what you actually want to create in your life and you can be open and receptive. You cannot be in the receiving mode. You cannot be receptive and open. You cannot be creative when you need to control things in your life. So if there's anything you're trying to control in your life, you are not being receptive and open. You know, people default into trying to control their partners like all the time. Like you're trying to control a relationship, control a partner, control it to go a certain way, control the person to act a certain way, um, controlling in your business. Fuck. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's not controlling in their business, trying to control things to go a certain way. And you like, you think that's helpful. Like that's what you've learned to be like, okay, this is how you try to operate in life and make things go your way. But it actually does the opposite. And so part of learning to live creatively and learning to live from your highest potential and learning to live from your power is to stop controlling um, and to be receptive. Because when you're receptive, you 
are receiving the ideas, the actions, the insights that are going to lead you to your end result. If you're, if you're connected to your end result, you've got an end result you'd love to create in your life and you're connected to that and, and the heart of that. If your focus is truly in that end result, you will create it. But to have your focus truly in that end result, you've got it unhook your focus from what you're afraid of and what you're resisting and what you don't want, which is what your ego is trying to take your focus back to. So when you get your focus fully in your end result via your incredible creative faculties, like your genius, your creative spirit, like your, you know, your creative faculties, your, your fucking river that's raging over there. Like that will lead you effortlessly to your end result. There is a pathway. There is a pathway. You just have to be open to receiving the path. You need to be open to receiving um, the next steps, inspired ideas, synchronicities. So the, an, an example, um, if we come back to my Bali example, I wouldn't have been even open to receiving the synchronicity that my friend also had to go to the phone shop if I had tried to control had tried to control like having everything line up for my day ahead of time Uh, you know and it's not to say it couldn't be in flow to you know I'm not I'm not saying you have to copy exactly that example and be like okay well I'm not going to plan anything I'm not saying that at all but to to release needing to control and then just be in what's obvious and do what's obvious, which is, you know, what this work is all about, like understanding how to actually practice that, how to actually understand the modes of your awareness, of your intuition and your ego, your survival self. So receiving from your intuition. And if you need certainty, you will never receive from your intuition. You won't, and you won't receive those synchronicities. You won't receive, you won't see, you won't even recognize the resources that are coming to you because you're so preoccupied by the way that you've laid things out um, and of how things are going to go. So imagine it's like making a plan and you like, once you've made the, you, you make the plan initially at the beginning, right? And once you've made the plan, you're like, okay, I'm just going to rigidly stick to this plan. So imagine... Imagine you're like um, launching a course, for example, and you're like, okay, I've got this plan. I'm going to do these webinars and they're going to lead. I'm going to then offer people into my course and they're going to come into my course. Okay, this is the plan. This is the way it's happening. Like, this is what we're doing. When you're just focused on like, okay, I'm just going to execute this plan. And like, you know, you're just trying to control, making sure the plan happens perfectly you're not open like to anything else. Like you're not open to any other way of receiving, you know, there could be someone that's messaging you, um, that hasn't come to your webinar and like, you just don't even notice it because you're only like the only way you're seeing people coming into your course is through the webinar. Right. And actually <laughs> my, one of my course launches is a really good example of this, where I was doing this, um, cookie cutter approach. Like this is the strategy. I planned it all out. This is how it's going to go. It was a hundred percent control. And I had, you know, if you listen to my podcast a lot, you've heard me reference this experience a bit, but I had, um, I had no one sign up from the webinars. I had two people sign up. 
that were already going to do the course. Um, and so then I decided to just push the course out another week. And then what did I do in that next week? I was just receptive to like what was true, like where the energy actually was um, and not knowing how, not knowing how it was going to come together. But, you know, I just started having conversations with people that were in my audience, I, you know, and I, I did something to initiate those conversations. And, you know, it was, it was not this rigid cookie cutter thing. And then I can't remember how many more, but maybe like six more people or eight more people came into that course over that next week. So in the first, I think it was three weeks or four weeks I did these webinars, I had a, I had a control strategy and I was not seeing any, I was not receptive to anything outside of that. And I actually had zero people sign up when I was in that mode. And then the next week I just fucking like let my control strategy out the window and I was receptive. I was just in my end result of what I was creating, not trying to control how it was going to happen and have certainty of my end results. Um, and I, I had all these extra people sign up because I was, so all those people were there the three weeks beforehand. All of them were there, but because of, this is actually a really good illustration, because of how I was trying to control everything and I had this like one way that I was connecting with people and offering them to, you know, showing them the value of my course and offering them to do my course, none of those people, like, like all these people that, you know, wanted to do it and, you know, possibly even more than the people that ended up signing up and, you know, were fit to do it. I, I just wasn't open to receiving them when I was in my control mode. I got out of my control mode and, you know, and then I was able to receive and connect with all of these people and have them come in and, and join my course. So yeah, that's, that's a very good example. So we have to let go we have to let go of certainty, needing cert. We have to let go of needing things to turn out a certain way, needing things to not turn out a certain way, um, not being okay with the way things are now, so that we can release the need to create certainty, and in doing so, be open to receiving, and open. Uh, to the nudges, the ideas, the opportunities, the synchronicities that are actually all there right now. Like they're there right now. And they were there an hour ago and they were there two hours ago. They were probably there yesterday too. Like they're literally there right now. You know, they're not like, oh, if you get in a better energy, then maybe some things will like come together in the ethers and be presented to you. No, they're literally fucking there right now. Your river is flowing right now. All you need to do is step into the river. The river is there. You don't need to wait for weeks or months to get in flow again. All you have to do is to unhook yourself from certainty and controlling and be receptive and open and you'll be in your fucking river. And your river will just start, you know, connecting you with all of those things that are going to lead you to your end result. So that's our episode today on control. I think I'm going to leave it there. My voice seems to be getting a bit dry. 
Um, but also, I think I've, I think I've, I think I've got the point across. Um, and you know, I would encourage you just to sit with after this those questions of where you're resisting things right now, where you're, you know, even even before that, just what feels stuck in your life. What feels stuck in your life because you're in control, like you're in a, your control mode about that thing. Like you're resisting where you are and you're um, focused on what uh, what you want to make sure doesn't happen and it's keeping you stuck. You're cock blocking your flow. Your flow is there. It's It's raging right now and all you have to do is step back into it and you got it. So I pray this episode has served you. I hope I hope it's been an actually really fucking good one that's given you some really good insight and given you something to just sit with. You know, this is a good one to sit with. Actually, all my episodes are good things to sit with. Just intend to like keep receiving it, keep sitting with it, keep letting it unfold, keep letting the awareness unfold in your life from this. Uh, and if you are wanting to jump back in your river of flow with your business and you want to create a really um, satisfying, uh, financially stable, abundant, soul-aligned business that's just really true to who you are, what you love, what you're about in life, and you know, and building building a life around that that's what you really love, uh, then I invite you to reach out to me about my uh, business magic mastermind because it is starting next week. This next one um, probably will run again in six months time. Um, But in this mastermind, you're going to be personally coached and guided by me on all this consciousness dynamics around your business. So on like identifying really like what you actually want to create, like what your business vision is that's that's true to you. And, you know, you'll, you'll know it, you'll feel it when you get it. And you're like, ah, oh, that's what this is really about. And like your, your highest potential in that. So I'm going to help you uh, identify that and solidify that. And then I'm going to help you with applying your consciousness to creating that, getting out of your own way and creating very powerfully using magic, using your creativity, your your highest creative potential. Um, and as well as that, I'm going to give you very, uh, just very remarkably solid structures to apply in your business of how to structure your offerings, um, how to like, you know, tangibly um, bring your business together in a way that um, has you step into your highest service, you know, really pushing your edge of what it is that you can offer people in the world um, and has you create stability, financial stability in your business, because that's also very essential. And the great news is that those things just go hand in hand effortlessly and are of the highest benefit that you're of the, to the people you're here to serve in your business. So if that sounds like something you would love, that coaching and training uh, and working with me very closely over six months to do that, then send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at alexh.co or send me an email. Um, You can send it through to hello at themodernwoman.academy. 
find a way to reach out to me, ask me about it, uh, and then we can explore further if it's something that would be the right fit for you. All right, with that, um, I'm going to sign off and sending you lots of love, and I'll see you in the next episode.